Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another season of Fables Around the Table. I am your GM and host for this season, Fiona L.F. Kelly. Um, a lot of you probably already know because I'm sure we've put a trailer out already, but I'm very excited to say that this season we're going to be playing Masks, A New Generation by Brendan Conway and Magpie Games. Um, if you've never heard of Masks, first of all, you should go get the book because it's a really fun game. And also, uh, Masks is a highly lauded, powered by the apocalypse game. In Masks, you're playing a team of teenage superheroes looking for their place in the epic superheroic history of Halcyon City. Um, if you like teenage superheroes, action, angst, and maybe a little bit of romance, this is the season for you. Um, so in this episode zero, we're going to be not just introducing ourselves, but finishing filling out our character sheets and setting up our game. Um, so you'll be able to get to know everyone and their characters and what's on everyone's sheets as we go through. In Masks, the first step is to fill out your sheet, except for a few questions. Um, and then you do a full character introduction with some Q&A with the GM and all the other players. We did that off mic because otherwise this episode zero would be extremely long. So now we're just going to be regular long, I guess, and do an abbreviated character introduction along with a player introduction. So you'll get to know all the wonderful people who are joining me on this call and who they are playing. Um, so when I call on you, tell us your name, pronouns, plug your projects, and then tell us your character's name, pronouns, playbook, and some character backgrounds. Um, so we are going to start with our dear Daniel. Uh, hi, uh, I'm Daniel Walker. Uh, I go, but I have, I, I have they, them pronouns. I don't have a lot of projects. I've been in like two of these other things, if I'm remembering correctly. Yep. Tainted Love and Curse. Yeah, uh, other than that, uh, I don't do a whole lot because I work a lot, and healthcare is a nightmare right now. We let you do two fables in a row, and then we had to give you a break, but now you're back. Yeah, we had to give you a year-long break. <laughs> yeah, I think I was tied with Roger, and I mean, nobody can really get enough of his voice, so I can understand why I got, like, phased out. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, character-wise, I'm playing Ezra Ellsworth, uh, also known as Limelight, the son of a fairly well-known villain in the setting, trying to step out of his mother's shadow and fix the problems with uh, how he was raised to believe heroes do things by being one of them. Uh, Playbook-wise, I'm playing The Reformed, which is like part of a separate book, not the original one that came out. Uh, it's kind of what it says on the cover. I'm a former villain who was reformed into doing heroics for one reason or another one reason or another. Uh, Power-wise, uh, in sharp contrast to my mom's command over shadows and darkness, I manipulate light and, uh, in a number of ways, but tend to lean more into conjuring hard light uh, objects and structures. Yeah, uh, Ezra's pronouns are, are he, him. Uh, he is a, a fairly uh, short 18-year-old, uh, about five foot three, with like a sort of... Uh, undercut mohawk type thing he's got normally black hair but has dyed the top part of it a very bright and vibrant pink uh tends to wear a lot of floral prints and ripped jeans because either he buys them that way or because he's a skateboarder he uh just kind of falls a lot and rips them yeah so cute i love him um <laughs> next let's go over to nick Hi, I'm Nick Yurisiva. Um, If you've listened to literally anything else from Project Derailed, you know who I am. I'm the Dungeon Master of Tales of the Voidfarer, and I've appeared on a bunch of other fables, um, including Curse and Chronicle and Lost and this one. Um, oh, and Firelight. I, I, I thought I was forgetting one. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and I am playing... Strahovix, the Star Piercer, or if you want to know his full name, War Prince Strahovix, the Star Piercer, progeny of Morgoroth, the Blood Common, heir to the throne of the Zarel Ascendancy, and high score holder of Gallica at Halcyon City Video Arcade at 627 Pacific Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> and, uh,. Straw is a outsider. Um, he is the heir to a militant alien race uh, who was sent to Earth to scout uh, an imminent invasion. Um, 
that he has not really uh, <laughs> told his friends about too much. But he's not in a hurry either because, uh, shit, Earth is cool. Um, so, yeah, he is uh, – he, he's uh, about – uh, six feet tall, broad shoulder. He has like orangish red skin and a uh, blue, like kind of undercut type type hair. But he doesn't have hair on the sides. It's he has like alien kind of you know ridges on, along the back of his head and little pointed ears and yellow eyes. Um, and he almost always wears his uh, tight uh, nanotech morph suit with his alien technology bracers. Um, and his abilities are he's he's tough and can fly and he has uh, radical shape shifting abilities and alien weaponry. So kind of a combination of like the Galra from Voltron and the Skrulls from Marvel and like that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so next up is Cliff. Um, Cliff, uh, we already know your name. It's Cliff. And then uh, pronouns, what? projects, characters, name, pronouns, playbook and like character background. Yeah, so uh, as I've said on uh, previous seasons of Fables, uh, I am one half of the Nerdcore Hip Hop Duo 2D6. Uh, I also uh, am the GM for the kind of on a short little hiatus right now, uh, Taverns Travel and Tests 5th Edition Dungeons and Dragons uh, meme and Food Network inspired podcast. Um Schedules are just kind of wonky right now between me and the boys, so we're taking a little break to get everything kind of figured out as far as that's going on. Um, but, uh, yeah, outside of that, it's mainly 2D6 and my appearances on uh, the different Fables seasons that I've so graciously asked to join in on. Uh, my pronouns are he, they, and I'm going to be playing Jackrabbit. Yeah. Uh, Jagrabbit is an 18-year-old. I made that change just before session from 17. Uh, an 18-year-old uh, young Texan who got into a bit of a hot situation there because I uh, don't really care much for authority. So I ran real quick like I'm a, I'm a speedster, as it, as it will. And uh, I ran, and uh, I eventually found my way to Halcyon City. Uh, as I said, I don't care much for... Uh, authority so some people might call that a delinquent which might happen to be what y'all call a playbook for me uh, generally when I'm out on the street I've got a hoodie on hood up trying not to be noticed but uh, when trouble goes down uh, the hood comes down the gator comes up I've got a white hoodie white jogging pants that I wear I throw on a some red boots, red gloves, and that neck gator I mentioned is red. And uh, y'all can see my little side shave that I've got going on with uh, left side shaved. My blonde hair uh, flowing down on the right hand side about shoulder length. And uh, yeah, I got in the hot water and got out of Texas. And that's how I found myself in Halcyon. Very nice. Okay, so up next is Kitty. Hi, I'm Kitty. Um, I'm at BlackXCat, B-L-A-C-K-X-K-A-T-T, because I'm extra, um, on Twitter. This is my second time as a player on Fables. I previously played Maul Goth, Jezebel, Rain Drake in Season 2 of Fables, and I guest-voiced Kelly Rickwood on Season 1 of Fables. Um, other than occasionally yelling my criticisms of the world on social media, this stuff is most of my online presence, so here you are. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm playing the Doomed, um, Asbel Orion Zaft, hero named Blazar, he, him pronouns. He has powers of gravity manipulation, like telekinesis and making psychic constructs. He's freshly 18-year-old boy, his birthday was back in late February. He, you know, 5'4", he's really skinny and lithe, and a stiff wind could probably blow him over. Uh, slightly tanned olive skin, hooked nose, uh, eyes are that kind of dark brown where, like, they're almost black, and has, like, long, shaggy hair, um, he usually keeps it up in a bun, and deep blue bangs that hang over one eye, and some light stubble on the beard, little beauty mark freckle type thing under his eye. Um, 
he wears round black glasses and has several creases in his ear, and basically at all times he's covered head to toe. Hoodies, sweaters, turtlenecks. He'll wear t-shirts, but he almost always has long sleeves, long pants, and gloves. Uh, due to the complicated nature of his powers, as well as his sexuality, he has a pretty strained relationship with his parents and no longer lives with them. He's been pretty open with the team that most of his life has been spent as a science experiment at his parents' behest, since they were trying to figure out his powers, and that they pretty much blame him for the inability to be a normal family. <laughs> but on an average day, non-heroing, he can be found people-watching and drinking tea, skateboarding, or writing fanfiction, which he will quickly switch tabs to something else if you walk up behind him. <laughs> All right, that's your boy. And uh, did you say your pronouns at the beginning? I didn't. My pronouns are she and he. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right, and last but certainly not least is Chelsea. Uh, hi, everyone. I'm Chelsea Rexinger. Um, she, her. Um, I do a lot of media creation for Project Derailed. A lot of our um, images you'll find on our social medias come from me. Um, and I have been on Fables a number of times. Uh, if you've listened to the previous season, you'll know me from Tiffany, uh, as well as most of the other ones. I'm like Nick. I've been on a bunch of them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and other than Project Derailed, I also run a small candle shop with, uh, my business partner. If you like soy wax candles and la- and love uh, tabletop characters that you create. We combine the two by making uh, candles inspired by your very own uh, tabletop characters. You can find us at uh, Plot Kindling Candles uh, on Etsy. Ooh, that reminds me, I'm going to burn Luckbeak right now. Yeah, I was I was burning um, uh, Zephyr. Zephyr, I think, earlier. I'm burning Gypsy right now. Ooh. <laughs> We we are all Chelsea stands. Yeah, could not tell. <laughs> Does it count if I burn the actual Luckbeak player? Just uh, asking for reasons. Mm. Does it does it smell like a pina colada? <laughs> That's the real question. You got to catch him and find out. The energy drink yeah. that I'm drinking currently is a pina colada flavored one. So, ooh, that's like the same thing. Hell yeah. Okay, so. Why don't you uh, tell us about your character? And my character is Juno. Uh, she is a half robot gal. Um, she had previous, or she is part of the transformed uh, playbook. Um, so previously to our our superhero group coming together, um, she had been in an accident and uh, had most of her body destroyed uh, by. By, by this accident but luckily she was basically robocopped um so she's got this cool metal body now uh which is really exciting uh but to to keep some of that like humanness alive and and part of her she's got two real big pigtails that she always keeps her hair in oh very uh, like sj9 <laughs> yeah right uh and like myself juno also uses uh she her pronouns yeah. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about her, like, background and things like that? Um, Juno is just, or Juno prior to the accident was just kind of like this normal person. Um, she really wanted to make something out of herself, but being kind of like a normal average person, um, she wasn't particularly, like, beautiful in a feminine way. Uh, so she wasn't really able to achieve that. So now that she is, um... She's got this new body and, you know, people were so mad about her body before. Now she's got this better one and now she's ready to uh, make a name for herself. Very nice. Um, And I am Fiona L.F. Kelly. Um, I'm a writer, editor, and podcaster. I write a lot about, like, media, pop culture, and gaming. Um, One of the things I've written is a different superhero game than the one we're playing right now, uh, Trinity Continuum's Aberrant 2nd Edition, so be sure to pick that game up as well as this one. Um, You can find my work on all sorts of websites like Project Derailed, Mary Sue, Geek Native, and like a bunch more. Um, I've written for like 
a handful of books and magazines, and I'm the editor for the website uh, geekgals.co. Um, and in addition to running this podcast and being on Tales of the Void Fair, I host the Bad Movie Podcast Big Streaming Pile, which will hopefully have more episodes up by the time this comes out. Um, <laughs> and uh, the final character I wanted to introduce is our setting, Halcyon City. Um, Halcyon City is the default setting in this book, so we're going to keep the heart of this bustling metropolis the same as the book, but we're also going to uh, be flavoring it ourselves and giving our own interpretation giving our own interpretation of Halcyon City. Um, as is suggested in the book, the three things we're keeping about Halcyon City is that there have been three generations of superheroes preceding this one. So we've already had a gold, silver, and bronze age. They're really similar to like the gold, silver, and bronze age in comic book history. And uh, the city is used to superhero to superheroics and wild things happening. And the city is the greatest city in the world, full of anything you can imagine. So those are the three things that we're keeping the heart of and we'll sort of like uh, go from there um our halcyon city sits in the pacific northwest on the coast to the east are mountains and old massive forests but halcyon itself is a bustling metropolis we're in the spring of 2007 so social media is starting to take hold and young heroes are realizing that they can use these platforms to be better known in this massive city um Though, like plenty of places, the citizens of Halcyon City are making the transition from old technology to new and old ideas to new, the future is looking bright, at least for now. Um, our new heroes are part of a new generation, ready to make their mark on the greatest city in the world, and there will be plenty more to Halcyon City, but we'll find out more as we play. Okay, so now that we've sort of gotten to know the characters a little bit better, let's get into our next section of finalizing everyone's character sheets. Um, this section is called When the Team First Came Together. Um, I'm sure you can guess what that means, but as the name implies, we're going to be building a history of how this group started fighting together. Um, beforehand, we discussed that this event happened about a year ago, but other than that, we're going to see what exactly happened. Um, a quick note, though, is that there is an official order in the GM sheets on the Masks website, um, but because Daniel is playing a newer playbook, we're going to switch that up a little bit. Um, when I was, like, looking through everything, I realized it didn't make sense to just, like, throw Daniel last or something. So I went and I found a Reddit user Annie Stuffs, that's A-N-I-S-T-U-F-F-S, and the Mass Google Plus fan community had made a new order for when the team first came together that I really liked. So that's the order that we are going to go in. Um, so each person is going to answer their question and build off of the person or people before them, except Daniel, who's going first. And uh, each person can give input, but you ultimately have the final say on your own questions. Daniel, as reformed, is up first, and their question is, we fought a terrible enemy for my old life. Who was it, and what did they take from me? Uh, all righty. Uh, the villain we fought was a, was a villain by the name of Baskerville, uh, and uh, he works with my mother. Uh, physically, he didn't take anything from me, but he did figure out who I was and tell my mom, uh, and that sort of, Oof, uh, started the, dark. yeah, <laughs> that's, that started the, the unofficial time clock for, uh, how long, at least in Ezra's head, that he can, uh, continue the whole hero thing before he's gotta take over the, in quotations, family business. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, is Baskerville like a dog themed? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> dog themed supervillain. Okay, uh, my brain is broken. I was I'm writing this down in my notes, and I just like automatically wrote dog instead of dog. Dog, <laughs> dog themed. How anthropomorphic dog. is Baskerville gonna be? We'll find out next time. It's gonna be a full cats if we're being honest. Um, Yee. <laughs> butthole yes or no <laughs> oh oh absolutely no this is this is this is 2007 so we still have the um the absolute gem that the 98 cats video is yes that's all we have uh, um, now that we're like talking about it i think i know what he looks like now too okay what was he uh, like uh, have you seen that like really really not so subtly gay episode of courage the cowardly dog what? Uh, which one? Like the one with the <laughs> rabbit and the cat. Uh, I don't remember. Yes, oh, yes, I, I do remember it. 
That was my favorite episode when I was a kid, which really should have said a lot about me. Uh, uh, I don't actually know if they gave him a name. Uh, yeah, I think his name is Mad Dog Kirby. <laughs> Mad Dog. Kirby. Yeah, he's like okay. he's yeah he's like a fucking Doberman, and he's right. an awful dude. Oh, I think okay, I think the Doberman did like spark war whatever place. Yeah, my yeah, brain I'll, I'll, I'll toss it in the in. discussion. This guy. <laughs> <laughs> There's one picture of him oh, in like yeah. a fucking leather jacket too. Uh, I love you know, it. He's a bad dude. That's, that's good. I love it. Yeah, it really is just like a Doberman in like a in like a tank top. Um, but he's got the the build of like a beefy Chad. Like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and a spiked collar. Very nice. Now I know yeah. you're, you know you might be thinking MD stands for Mad Dog. It's actually Medical Doctor. I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's Doctor um, Baskerville. Anyway. We we got the most important part of that question, which is what does this dog themed supervillain look like? <laughs> Very important. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Up next is Nick, who's playing the outsider. Um, we didn't trust each other at first, but that changed. How? Why? Yeah. Um, so I actually feel like um Perhaps uh, directly preceding this incident with uh, Baskerville um, was when my ship arrived <laughs> mm. um, in in a uh, pretty noticeable event outside of town um, that uh, would later be explained away as some meteor shower or weather phenomenon as these things usually are um well but... it could also be like aliens because that would not be like a weird thing for this city that's either. true no because that's the actual answer fiona it can't be the actual answer so they're okay so we're, okay so we're making up something more ridiculous right <laughs> okay right exactly so uh i feel like uh the team um uh, in its current form was what responded and uh, they found me um, who obviously uh, they didn't know what my deal was and I didn't know what their deal was. So this led to a very comic booky standoff as we were feeling each other out. But I feel like uh, in the, in the wake of this happening is when this Baskerville incident occurred and I helped resolve that. Um, which okay. helped, which helped uh, gain myself some trust, um, and then months later, they're now all living in my spaceship. <laughs> Friendship. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I like that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So you, you, they were trying to fight you, but then this other guy showed up, and they're like, "Let's kick this person's ass instead." Yeah. Um, I like that. I helped. Um, I helped resolve that conflict with my alien technology and stuff. Yeah, we probably also didn't okay. share a language at first either. Probably like, took a like I don't know a couple minutes for the translation to it kick was in. The, so <laughs> it was the Starfire. Star yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just assume there was that very Marvel Universal translator explanation, and then we don't think about it very hard. <laughs> well, but yeah, but the translator needs to pick up samples of the language for a little bit before it'll kick in. Hmm. By kissing. Yeah. <laughs> or by kissing. We have to be genre appropriate, and the genre dictates that it's kissing. <laughs> there is a precedent. Um, but, yeah, but Nick, since you're the the outsider, you have the final say on all that. So, so was your translator just picking everyone up at first? Or? Yeah, no. So I I think since I was specifically sent here to infiltrate and observe, um, that. Uh, the translator was already calibrated for uh, Earth's very language. nice. That's fair. Were, Just were so we can get jump like, right into the arguments right for right off the bat. <laughs> were you threatening to take them all over right away, or what was that conversation like? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, well, actually, I think uh, yeah, I think it probably was because he he hadn't quite in, uh, been introduced to Earth's. Uh, I guess cultures and uh, fun things yet, so he probably came out swinging. Um, yeah, straight up like take me to your leader kind of stuff. Yeah, I think so. Okay, cool. I like that. 
And and um, I think it was probably accidental because the whole idea was he was supposed to covertly yeah. get to Earth. And then that just went to shit really fast and, then, and, and all these guys <laughs> just show up. Yeah, and then he went to the biggest city. I don't know. I panicked. He could have pulled a Superman and landed in Kansas, but nope. No. <laughs> that would actually be extremely funny for Straw. We probably all joke like, haha, remember when we thought Straw was here to take over the planet? That's hilarious. Ha, ha, yeah. yeah. Totally. Super funny, guys. What a great misunderstanding that was. Meanwhile, my ship's AI is, sir, this is brilliant tactical strategy. I never would have thought to do this. (laughs) Um, So next up is Cliff as the delinquent. Um. So Cliff's question is, we totally broke some major rules to win the fight. What rules did we break? What rules? I don't think I wrote that down right because it's just yeah. the same thing again. Whose rules did we break? Uh, and yeah. What rules were they? Oh, whose who's rules did we break? What rules were they? I wrote down, what rules did we break? What rules were they? I'm like, that's the same <laughs> thing twice. <laughs> yeah, so we, we did break a, a, a number of rules that were uh, put in place uh, you know, Halcyon being a hub of super uh, hero and villain activity, you know, there's a a lot of liability that goes into that. And so the people who are willing to insure buildings and stuff wanted some uh, safeguards in there for responsibility. And so uh, normally they, they, they understand that like there are teen heroes out there that are trying to make their mark and do their thing. But generally, the accepted rules uh, are that teen superheroes are to do their best to maintain crowd control. But uh, it was an emergency situation that we had with Baskerville. There were imminent threats on innocent people nearby. And uh, those rules were developed uh, in collaboration with city council and a uh, superhero called Rules Lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, so it's basically that you guys weren't actually supposed to be engaging in such a large threat, but mainly focusing on uh, other smaller tasks, right? Yeah, exactly. We're supposed to be okay. glorified crowd control uh, and uh, you know hired security guards, observe and report. All right. Perfect. Um, next up is Kitty for the Doomed. Um, we, we paid a high cost for victory. What was it? So you know how you just mentioned that, um, there are rules in place for us to minimize damage and just be crowd control and all of that. And then we decided to ignore those. Um, that, that in the fight resulted in, uh, destruction of a very important new housing development um not beyond repair but cost a pretty penny and uh some people some homes for a long while and uh probably our reputation for a bit as a brand new up-and-coming team okay don't so, look at yeah, Straw. So, he just got here. He didn't know the rules. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, you guys were sort of like kind of on the edge of town um, where they're kind of investing and building stuff up. Um, Straw's, you know, plane crashes sort of more towards the forest. And as he's coming out, you guys like see who it is, start to fight. And then this other asshole shows up whose ass you kicked. But in the process, you broke some like Halcyon City rules and probably pissed off some developers and like made uh, some bureaucratic people like totally not on your side. Is that like tracking so far? Mm-hmm. And uh, unfortunately, some completely innocent people that were just waiting for homes did not get their homes because they got slightly destroyed. <laughs> I'm sure they have insurance on that. That's fine. No, no one would ever insure like in fucking Halcyon City. (laughs) What do you mean my insurance doesn't doesn't cover teenage heroes? We gotta stick to the we gotta stick to genre and not think too hard about the cost of the yeah not not think too hard. We save the city. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and um. 
Last is uh, Chelsea, our robot girl, and the transformed. Uh, we drew attention and ire from plenty during the fight. One important in particular, one person, important person in particular, now hates and fears us. Um, who is it? Well, so that housing project we blew up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I imagine the person who was leading that development is probably not only just like a a big development guy to be you know building in halcyon um but i imagine he's also like a powerful like government person perhaps mm-hmm. even he is a lex luthor type character mm. okay mm. Damn, um you bald supervillains. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh i'm terrible at names and i don't know if we want to make him like related to any of the characters we've we've named so far uh I think just like rules lawyer and <laughs> yeah. else's name. So, um I think the person that fears and hates us it probably has like maybe a little bit of a campaign against us in particular, um, might be whoever this uh the this developer Lex Luthor character is. It's like a composite okay. Lex Luthor uh fucking uh J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> <laughs> These teen I... heroes are menaces. I'm a big fan, clearly, of, like, silly, like, actual hero names. So I like the idea of just his, like, supervillain name being Mr. Business. I love him. (laughs) The capitalist. I know. The truly the worst thing in the world. His his first name can be, like, Buzz or something like that. So maybe he can be, like, Buzzness or something like that. (laughs) But his real name is... Buzzness. His real name is actually, um, I don't know why I immediately went Buzz Lightyear. It's not Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> his his name is just, um, oh, something, fuck, what's the actor's something, name? <laughs> something really, really, like, low-key, uh, but has, like, that business ring to it, like, Buzz Bowman. Uh, Ricky Woods. <laughs> Don't call me Ricky, it's Richard. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll call you Dick, how about that? <laughs> Acceptable terms. And um, why does he fear you guys specifically? Is just because he's like afraid of like the superpower? Like, oh god, they could actually kick my ass? Um, so probably part of the fearingness is just that, you know, the five of us were able to cause just such... Con- just the the major destruction of you know taking out a whole housing project as an mm-hmm. afterthought like that was just a consequence that was not the goal right but <laughs> as, as that happened by accident <laughs> uh maybe the, the just this this person put so much into this plan and this was like supposed to be this giant like political move or something like that so he's experiencing some sort of like trauma that maybe we were in his mind we did this to fuck his day up instead of like Mm. actually it just being an accident i i will give you a suggestion here that i think could be interesting yeah Um, because i know that we've talked about regulations and things like that uh in like some of the other questions what if he is like trying to like put those regulations into place and then like you guys just fucking like blasted through them that could be another reason why he sort of like hates and fears oh, you I like that. yeah i like that what, too I, and what if they're the like regulations specifically on younger heroes because they're you know yeah they're 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 not as trained and they don't have control teenagers scare the living shit out of him yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. that, that's, that's what i was thinking yeah because you guys, you guys are not like outlawed or anything. That's that's pretty uh, clear in the book. But like, yeah, there's like some like regulations that like, you know, um, I'll, I'll let you guys decide this. But probably like the the PR line is it's for like your safety. You're just kids, but also it could be like this sort of undercurrent of like fear of like um, if like some of these kids could be coming out sort of like ultimately powerful because they're like new on the scene. We don't know what they could do yet, so we can kind of like watch them for a bit and then they like you know come in but i will leave the particulars up to you guys on that yeah yeah i almost feel like it's like a like a like a driver's learner permit version of like superheroing so here's a dumb idea i just had that i'm absolutely in love with for a headcanon uh 
Mr. Business and Rules Lawyer are nemeses of each other, and Rules Lawyer doesn't realize that Mr. Business is, like, on the council, and they work together to craft those, uh, those restrictions <laughs> and stuff. So I love that. Mr. Business knows how to, like, evade and tiptoe through all of the wiggle room and loophole, and Rules Lawyer just can't figure out how he's able to do it. Amazing. <laughs> I love it. That's the the secret love love dynamic behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, it definitely man. like they're they're both city council members. It's it's gonna be enemies to lovers. <laughs> um. So is it Mister Business or Buzzness? I think or, or I think one of the other things. I think Mister <laughs> Business is for Mr. his business. For his I mean, his name, his regular makes... name can be Buzzness. <laughs> <laughs> And like it if just it it, to it's too close together where everybody's like, nah, he wouldn't. He he's not. He, would, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. That's too though. on the nose. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, there's, uh, there's plenty of comic book precedents for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Enigma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it, so Mr. Business real name Buzzness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Ah <laughs> uh, yes, Councilman Ness takes the stand. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes me think of like Elliot Ness, like yeah, they're know. related. <laughs> they're related. <laughs> <laughs> that would that would actually be you know that's why he's on like city council. He has this like this this long lineage. That's why people trust him. He's a descendant of Elliot Ness, who brought down fucking Al Capone. Yep, you know. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> we did it go team <laughs> and he's also a beer no <laughs> um yeah oh i like i like that okay so you know so the story here is that you guys about a year ago um Stravik sort of like crash landed onto earth ready to uh fuck some shit up you guys came to the edge of town to the you know sort of like met in the middle in this like housing development um because I know, I know that we sort of behind the scenes have said that um, that he like his ship is more in the mountains and the wilderness and things like that. So what I'm kind of imagining is that like you were like ah major city, let's go there, but not like land in the middle of it. Does that mm-hmm. sort of like make sense? Yeah, I mean, if it's like the 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 biggest greatest city in the world, then it's like that was a strategically picked location. I think. Okay. Yeah, perfect. Um, so yeah, so he lands just outside of it. You guys sort of meet in the middle in this housing development. Um, Baskerville comes out and you stop fighting with each other and we're like, well, we know this guy's a supervillain. We gotta fuck him up. And in the process, um, Straw and everyone else is sort of like uh, proving their worth to each other. And at the end of the fight, you're like, hey, that was like a good idea, actually. Um, but in the process, you guys did like break a bunch of rules and piss some people off, namely... Uh, Councilman Ness, aka Mr. Business, and that Councilman Rules Lawyer. Um, so yeah, does that sound good to everyone? Is Rules yes, Lawyer yeah. openly a, like a hero on the council? I feel like that's important. Or I is he I also have imagining a, that? Or is he also have a secret identity? I feel like I he's kind of like that a Tony Stark hero. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, like, that, that's what I was wondering. Oh, okay. I know heroes are prominent here, so I was like, is he just like? that really overbearing hero on the council <laughs> yeah I, th- I think that that maybe like he's that. like yeah, semi-retired where like he's old and he doesn't want to be in the thick of it anymore mm-hmm. i like that he's, he's a paragon of halcyon city now he puts on his yeah. cape to go sit in a uh, room. <laughs> i do yep. i do have a question though mm-hmm. what is the actual crime that we stopped <laughs> um what was Baskerville I will, I will doing? Let, yeah, I will let I will let Dan answer that question because that kind of sounds like it falls under uh, falls under your question. The most. Uh, if it's if it's one of those situations where uh, like the housing development was was being sort of uh, started by a villain for like presumably at the end of the day, like you know it's 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 a housing complex. Yeah, it was be it was being created. Uh, Mister Mister Business was like. You know, as his name implies, doing business. Uh, end of the day, it's going to be a housing complex that gets built. But while it's being built, people aren't going to watch it too heavily. So they were like, like he, he and Baskerville had some sort of a arrangement together for uh, having some uh, construction supplies uh, delivered, which was absolutely not construction supplies. 
was like we'll say like weapons being being smuggled in through the uh with all the other construction uh based materials Ooh, and that was okay. the real reason Ezra had showed up because Ezra knew that about that deal happening. Yeah, yeah, because uh, the the reformed has uh, friends in low places, and I have insider info. Okay, and then well, you know hey. Ezra accidentally into this fight with this alien, and they were like, "Oh, yeah, <laughs> uh, okay." What if it went a little step further too, and like maybe we don't know this in character, but under deeper underneath the housing developments. Uh, like a whole warehouse for like smuggling in weapons and illicit goods is being built. Mm. Ah, yeah, I'm into that. And that would yeah. be another reason why he's scared of us because he thinks we know. He thinks, or at we the very know least, we just brought way too much, uh, way too much heat on to it. it. Yeah. Uh-huh. So actually, in my mind, that 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 kind of tells me that uh, uh, you guys were like there kind of like staking out the place waiting for Baskerville and then that's when my alien ship crashes. Yeah, we all got nearby. like really freaked out cuz that wasn't anticipated. Right. So then you go deal with that and then Baskerville actually shows up in the middle of that going on. Um that sounds just as chaotic and and wild to be plausible. <laughs> yeah. Um, did did the rest of were the rest the other four of us besides Straw uh, were we? Yeah, that part- would sort of imply that everyone was a group already, and then Straw showed up. Um, if if we're sort of in like the earlier parts, uh, well, I guess not earlier, but like the earlier parts of social media, um, uh, I imagine based on the fact that Ezra doesn't have a whole lot of friends because of their upbringing, uh, it might have been just sort of like uh, if if the if. So you put a bulletin on my Yeah, yeah, like, hey, anybody looking to stop some crime tonight? Show up here. You made a forum Uh, post. Yeah. (laughs) I actually really love that. So you guys all just randomly showed up. Yeah. And didn't know what was going on. Because we're all like, how does one become a hero, TM? Well, I found this post online. So oh is this goodness. like is this like Ezra's like attempt to like make friends like yeah. like 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 leaking info about like what his mom is doing and then well, using it to recruit he- other heroes to go stop it. Yeah, yeah, it probably started off as a uh, as like a, all right, cool, like I I got a little bit of info just by listening out on some things and I'm like drop some hints places and, and see about that. And then after the fight, mom was like, "Hey, I'm going to give you credit. Impressive work. Don't fucking do that shit again. You don't report on what I'm doing. Yeah. And every other villain's fair game. You you leave the family business out of this. I, ha- I also ha- I have to imagine this was not the first time Ezra did this. This was the first time Ezra was successful. Yeah, it's the first time other people actually showed up. Yeah. yeah. Post 12. <laughs> yeah. I like that. You go back through That's Ezra's really Ezra's cute. post history and it's like, hey, heard that there's gonna be, you know, a bank robbery here, and everyone's like, That's too big for my britches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after 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 this all happened, I'm just hastily deleting old posts. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, I know no one showed up to the last one, but uh there's this going on. <laughs> if anybody feels like it, we no can big get deal, a pizza though. after. <laughs> I know a really good smoothie place. <laughs> we'll go to the arcade and drink Mr. Pib. <laughs> um, yeah, I like that. Um, are we feeling good about how our team got together? And yeah. All right. Did we go to the arcade after? I feel like logically we have to. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That 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 is also genre appropriate getting pizza after. Right. And I think that was the moment that Straw realized that, oh, this place is kind of cool. Let me uh let me let me let this ride for a little bit and got before some, I do anything hasty. Some boardwalk <laughs> hot dogs and pop and went to the arcade. Mhm. <laughs> yeah, very cute. 
Um, okay, so now that we know how the team came together, uh, let's move on to filling in our relationships. Uh, this helps us get every like additional details on everyone's interactions with one another um, over the past year and how you guys like have developed your friendships to this point so far. Uh, so we're going to do one relationship sentence at a time. We're going to go in a circle and then we'll go around again and do everyone's second sentence. Um, so Daniel, what is your first relationship sentence? Uh, the first one is uh, bah, bah, bah. I've earned the trust of uh, blank and I follow their example of what a hero should be and I, I chose Jackrabbit because uh, given everything sort of being a hero who is a little rougher around the edges but still like a good person deep down is sort of the, the ideal uh, in Ezra's head. Okay. Yeah. yeah I like that. Uh, next up is Nicholas. Yeah. My first relationship is uh, you've been learning about Earth by spending time with Blank and I had also said Jackrabbit um, because I thought that would be funny <laughs> where the delinquent <laughs> is now the model for, for earth society as far as, uh, as far as straw is concerned. So it's, it's yeah. my charming Southern accent that gets everybody, uh, at ease with the old jackrabbit. <laughs> <laughs> That's very cute. Okay. Um, after that is Cliff. My question is, you keep trying to impress Blank with your antics. Uh, I uh, I believe that I am trying to uh, impress Asbel because I, I feel like I have a pretty uh, solid relationship with most everyone, but I think that I feel like I might relate a little bit better with them, but I really haven't had too many opportunities to uh, test that theory. So in my own uh, unique ways, I try and uh, impress them, try and get closer to them. I don't know if it's working, but... Asbel's at least probably pretty amused. <laughs> yeah. Aw. It's, like, cute. I'm, like, imagining Jack or, like, doing something, like, not super smart, and then Aswell just like with his tea, like silently giggling. Yes, that's, <laughs> that's exactly really what it is. That's in, that's in my head now. That's super cute. <laughs> okay, uh, Kitty is next. Um, I told someone about all my doom and the danger I'm in, and I think I told Straw Avix because um, I was like, oh my god, it's an like an actual real alien that I can talk to that isn't just running around like destroying slash saving the city. This is like someone I can talk to, and all of my powers are based in space, and so is my doom. You might know things. He did not know things, but still. <laughs> Hell, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that sounds really weird. You should like, go to a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> that's tough, buddy. Yeah, that's huh. like, basically that's what it's rough, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> all right, and then Chelsea. Um, my first relationship blurb is blank comforted you when you were at your lowest. And I think I will also choose uh, Strahovix for that. Being kind of like, we're both weird people. Mm -hmm. We can be weird people together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Straw is just like getting all these people like confessing their innermost like demons to him and his ship's AI is just like dutifully writing everything down like yeah. aha now we know their weaknesses yeah right <laughs> Straw's like I'm Terrific literally just intel. vibing man yeah, yeah Straw's yeah. just vibing the, the AI is like sir you are really good at gaining their trust Straw's the best like, infiltrator like, of the ascendancy. Straw's just like laying back on the couch to get Mr. Pib and <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um Daniel again, uh what's your second relationship? Uh my blurb? second one is I, I did something terrible to blank once. I hope they can forgive me one day. And uh uh that is is Juno. Uh, I knew them before I decided to do hero things. And now that I'm a hero and recognize them, it's, uh, it's pretty fucking awful. <laughs> oh, no. It's okay. Juno doesn't remember. It's fine. <laughs> uh, that's cool. That's what Ezra was hoping. <laughs> <laughs> it's just real awkward, one-sidedly. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Nick, what's your second one? You know, Daniel, we have 
we we seem to be picking the same people. Yeah. <laughs> For to have relationships with the same people, albeit different ones. Uh, but mine is you have a crush on blank, but you keep it under wraps. And uh, I, Straw has a crush on Juno. Ooh, that's spicy. cute though. Mm-hmm. Which the alien which and the in, robot. In in <laughs> retrospect, it. is probably the reason he made himself there to comfort Juno when she needed it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We can be weird okay. people together. <laughs> yeah. Aww. And Straw's like, yeah, t- totally. <laughs> <laughs> I would love uh, that. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> if you want that. <laughs> uh, Cliff, you are up next. Ezra and I pulled an awesome, if illegal, stunt together. I think that... Uh, there was some sort of plan that Ezra found out about that was being masqueraded as an event at a museum. And oh no, Ezra said something to me, and so we decided that maybe it's best not to get the rest of the team's hands dirty because I don't care about authority too much, and it may have been something else that was planned by uh, Ezra's mom. So we're like, of everybody who is out of all of us, we probably have the least to lose. So it was some sort of, it, it turned into one of those little, uh, like kind of jokey comics. It was like mm-hmm. a lot of like going through and like three stooges kind of nonsense, stopping whatever was going on with it. Very, uh, yeah, like very... the filler episode that accidentally had a lot of character growth. <laughs> yeah. Very, uh, very booster gold and blue beetle. Yeah. Aw, yeah. That's cute. I like that. Um, Kitty, what is your second one? Um, I'd love to kiss Ezra before my doom comes. Ooh. Yeah. Ezra and I go to school together, and that's we're probably the two that spend the, like a lot of time together outside of just team stuff. And uh, yeah. <laughs> Very cute. Um, Chelsea. Um, and then my final relationship is blank knew you before you changed. And, uh, based on Dan's response, I, Ez seems to make a lot of sense for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So, um, last but not least is influence. Uh, this is how your characters are affected by everyone else. So, like, this is the, like, how much you give a shit about what everyone is saying mechanic in in the game. Uh, each playbook has different instructions on how to give out influence. Um, so we don't have tokens because we're not actually in, like, the same room right now. We're just, like, spread out across multiple states Yana, and cities. you just shattered the illusion. I know. <laughs> we're, we're in like, no here. <laughs> Yeah, we were, yeah, Look, we're all I'm together a... on the Pacific Northwest in Halcyon City. Right. <laughs> we're sitting in the remains of the housing project we destroyed. <laughs> yeah. Still smoldering um, <laughs> to this day. But, but yeah, just mark on your sheet like what influence you have uh, so that we have some sort of way of keeping track of tokens without actually giving people tokens. Um, or message people like a sticker or something, even though that would get buried like immediately. But yeah. <laughs> Do it. Do whatever you want. That will help you keep track of it. Uh, yes. So um, I'm going to call on each of you. Say uh, what your role is, and then like who you're giving uh, stuff out to. So Daniel is up first. Uh, how do you? How does your playbook have you distribute influence? Uh, do you openly talk about your days as a villain? If so, give each team member influence over you. If not give influence to the one teammate whose example you uh, most closely follow uh, based on the relationship of earning trust and uh, following examples of what you know how to be a hero it just makes most sense to go to jackrabbit because i i think uh the villain thing is is a very very touchy subject for ezra okay <laughs> so yeah so you are picking the latter option and giving a token of influence to uh to Ezra, so um, nope, or can't get to Ezra. <laughs> I, who are you people? I don't know. <laughs> to Jackrabbit, it's a mystery. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, Cliff, be sure to like write that down yep. in whatever way will make sense to you. Yeah, I have two um, little columns: <laughs> have influence over and has influence over me, which is hey, always same. Yeah. okay. Perfect. Perfect. Because this is always um, the hardest thing for me whenever I'm playing in my home game. It's like, how do I yeah. keep track of this now? <laughs> yeah. Um, Nick is up next. What sure. is your influence? So, uh, to determine my influence, I choose a demeanor, uh, haughty or cheerful, um, and I have chose uh, haughty, which means that I think I'm better than the rest of the team, and therefore I give no one influence. You scared. Alternatively, had I choose cheerful, yeah. everyone would have influence over me. <laughs> Perfect. I kind of yeah. love it. That's that's pretty cute. Okay, so no no one gets influence from Nick. <laughs> of course not. Um, yeah, uh, Cliff, what what is your influence rules? I am Sundere. Give three teammates influence over you. <laughs> oh, that's you right. You care yeah, way more than you let on. Aww. Aww. That's super cute. Okay, so who who are your three teammates? Uh, oh, I I feel like. With the way that, like, all of the uh, questions and stuff went, that I probably would be giving influence to uh, Ezra, Asbiel, and uh, Straw. All right. So all those, all those people have influence. Um, all right, next up is Kitty. These people matter for what you need to do. Give influence to two of your teammates. So in that context, um, I think that I'd be giving influence to Ezra and um, Juno because um, of the aforementioned feelings and also because, as we'll just kind of see, Juno as a little bit more of a leader than the rest of our ragtag group. Oh. <laughs> Because she's the only one who uh, is kind of responsible. <laughs> it's my house. <laughs> and it's a very yeah. nice house. I appreciate you letting me live in it. Uh, but you also were like, ooh, no idea what you're talking about, bro. You can stay in the room, though. <laughs> I, I feel right. like Straw gave more of an explanation than that. But it oh, was yeah, just not yeah. useful even at a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, well, you know, there's this and that and the other thing and also this thing. And I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> uh, and Juno is definitely the one that's doing, like, paperwork after our fucking disaster of a first meeting. Yeah, filing, like, whatever, whatever, like, uh, yeah, whatever paperwork needs to be done. Like, she kn she knows the bureaucratic stuff. She's just like, guys, I've told you a hundred times, like, you need to file this form. Like, we've done it. <laughs> Can everyone please sign Form 96? <laughs> what what like, part of your you. body does forms print out of <laughs> oh well it's Ooh. gotta be the mouth right yes <laughs> yes <laughs> oh yeah oh man i'm just imagining her going down to city hall and there's like some secretary who is like i'm gonna like drown this girl in paperwork so she'll leave me alone and juno just like Keeps on the printing. spot prints out whatever form she, she's printing and just signs it and hands it to her preform filled <laughs> yeah and oh, Juno's like always so like, much. guys, I wish I, I need had that, honestly. <laughs> You're creating so much paperwork for me. I'm going to need to go buy more ink, please. <laughs> you know, how hard it is. To get so it ink is cartridges. absolutely inkjet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, like, you understand how bad the ink out. tastes, guys? Stop oh, yeah, doing right. this to me. <laughs> Uh, I love that little nugget of canon. We just <laughs> oh god! <laughs> Chelsea and I watch this awful show called Cruel Summer, and like they will tape printed out things to people's doors that are on the perforated oh paper god, that are yeah. just in like Times New Roman eighteen point font. And it's so funny. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> there's that tangent. a time capsule. <laughs> Okay, so Chelsea, uh, wh what is your influence and how are you distributing it? Um, so my influence says you try not to care what other people think, even if, 
but even you can't shut everyone out. Give influence to one teammate. Um, and I think what might be interesting would be to give it to Jackrabbit. Um, just because Jackrabbit has this, like, he's come from somewhere else and he knows stuff that, you know, the rest of us don't, but he has a problem with, like, he, he would say authority, but maybe it's, like, more of, like, a problem with structure or something like that. And Juno's, like, sort of all about that. So she's like, why? Why won't he like me? Why is he not about this? <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> like that. I was not um, expecting that, but I am here for that dynamic yeah. being explored. Aww, yeah, I'm, I'm so excited to play That's this so now. This cute. is like so cute. Okay. Um. Yeah. So everyone's sheets should now be fully filled out. Yay! Yay! Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So that's it for our episode zero. Um. For all you listening, I'm really excited for all of you to listen to the rest of the season because I think it'll be super fun and cute like it has been so far. Um, Some like quick final notes before we go. Uh, For more about our podcast and everything we do here at Project Derailed, head over to projectderailed.com. There you'll be able to find information about all of our podcasts, articles about media and pop culture, links to merch, and our Discord channel. And if you like this show and also Bugs definitely stop by our discord because that's all we talk about apparently and if you um, want to know exactly why you have to join the discord we're not giving you any yeah. more context than that <laughs> yeah our, our brand somehow turned into people who really like tabletop games and bugs and i'm not sure how but i'm here for it uh, <laughs> and if you're not into bugs don't worry it's in its own channel yeah it's in its own channel i, st- I, I stay out of the, the bug bugs. channel <laughs> um yeah, but uh, if this is your first time listening to Fables, we have six full seasons available for you to listen to. Uh, we play with all sorts of different genres and games, so be sure to give our other seasons and those episodes a listen. Um, and if you like the cool people here, all of them have been on at least one season. So on every single season we have so far, you can hear some of these great voices. Um, and with that, our episode zero special is over. Um, thank you all for listening, and we'll see you in the rest of the season. Uh, yes, what was that? Do you want to plug the Patreon? Oh, yeah, we do have a Patreon. That That is on our... You can link it from our website, right? Uh... Yeah, yeah. There's there's the big old button from the homepage that yeah. goes to the Patreon. So, but yeah, it's just projectderailed.com. Or no, it's patreon.com slash projectderailed. Um, uh, to go directly to it. So yeah. Okay. So um. Bye. Bye. Bye, bye. everyone.